New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community, proudly supported by Umbrella Connect. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Today we're talking to Josh Halimo and we're going to be delving into the story. Great work, mate. That pronunciation, you nailed that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Uh, so today we're going to hear all about Quotimation yeah. and, and your story. Now, this is really fascinating for me because most often I've tended not to want to talk to startups that are quite early on in their journey True. because yep. it's like, well, what's he going to be to tell us? Yeah. But actually, you know, catching up with, with you um, earlier on in the week over lunch, it was like, oh man, there's there's actually a, a lot of interest. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting stuff. Partly, you know, you're good good at telling the the tales and just sort of breaking down some of the mm. some of the things you've been through. Um, but this year, especially, I'm I'm wanting on the New Zealand Tech Podcast for us to delve a lot more into into startups, especially Kiwi startups, and yep. get a handle on. How it all works, how it fits together. Um, you know, what are the what are the the, the things that can trip you up? Yeah, what are the a what are the things to be aware a of? Startup right? needs to start, Paul. Yeah, okay? it needs yeah. to start. And uh, you know, for us, it's um, it's uh, it's been interesting. Um, you know, coming from a sector where tech is not massive, um, and then to come into tech and then um, be called a startup. I mean, we were talking earlier the weekend. Uh, you were saying that you had started a startup, but you just thought it was a business, uh, and then everyone starts calling you a startup, right? And uh, I think there's a similar situation for us as well. So, yeah, but, you know, yeah. a business needs to start in, uh, and in the, in the startup world, uh, it's usually along the tech front. Um, it's, been a, it's been a real journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, when, you know, when I did that, which, you know, going on towards, uh, yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. there just weren't the resources today. Um, yeah. But still... There hasn't been so much available even here in New mm. Zealand from some perspective. So I really felt, hey, this is part of, of what we can do with the New Zealand Tech Podcast is to start drilling in and sharing a bit more mm. of some of these stories. And and look, you know, across the New Zealand Tech Podcast, New Zealand Business Podcast, um, and some stuff that I, yep. I, I think we're starting to feed out under a uh, NZ um, Startups channel as well, or will be shortly. Cool. Um, you know, there, there has been some of these stories, but I think there's room to, to delve in more. So, yeah, really, cool. really keen to hear um, what we can learn. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can sort of start at the beginning yeah. in terms of, you know, what's what's your background in terms of, yeah. you know, where you, where you grew up and cool. you know, how, you, how you got into the workforce and, you know, how, how those dots join up. Yeah. Well, kia ora, Paul, and kia ora uh, to all your listeners. Uh, ki te taha o tuku papa, uh, ko lao te iwi, ko hakahoho te motu, uh, ko pateha laimo te tangata, it's my nana, and uh, ki te taha o tuku uh, mama, ko fitireia te maunga, ko raukaua te moana, ko hongaweka te marae, ko ngati tō rangatera te iwi. And uh, ko, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, uh, I, for me, uh, my journey uh, started uh, 
you know, in Puriroa. I um, was born in Puriroa. My father was a police officer. My mother, uh, she just worked in, uh, worked in an office. And then uh, my father, you know, becoming a police officer in Puriroa, was arresting a lot of his whanau, you know. And, uh, Whoa. So, <laughs> so uh, he decided he wanted to uh, move from Puriroa uh, to the Wairarapa. He had also had an opportunity to become a detective there. And so... Um, we moved to the Wairarapa, and I spent uh, the majority of my life there. Uh, so I grew up in a, a predominantly Pākehā area with farms, and uh, and there was a bunch of Māori people there too. And so, uh, you know, being a Pacific Islander um, over there uh, was an interesting experience. And then... Um, and then from there, I ended up uh, getting a passion for music, and I moved to uh, back to Porirua to study music at Fitirea, and uh, where I was doing my music degree. Uh, during that time, I uh, did a few jobs, like I uh, worked at a, uh, I would work in the, in the, in the holidays. I'd work in, a, in the hay fields as a, a hay stacker. Yeah. I would do uh, petrol uh, pumping. I used to, <laughs> I used to. Uh, I used to pump all the cars with the wrong tops of petrol. So, like, uh, some cars I'll fill up with uh, 91, uh, even though they were diesel. And was, some was this your was this your challenge to uh, keep it interesting for yourself, or is this just, no, uh, just, just not always paying attention because you had your mind on other things? Oh, you know, I I, uh, I don't know why. Um, and I was playing rugby for the guy that owned the um, uh, owned the petrol station. I was playing rugby for his rugby club, and I think he just put up with me because uh, he wanted me playing rugby for his rugby club. I then ended up um, uh, getting into the trades. I started off as a painter and uh, worked with this guy called Dave, and he got me interested in the trade scene. You know, it was just so nice uh, working with with other men who, uh, mainly men, who uh, were interested in the same things as me. And uh, then I ended up uh, seeing my cousin on site, who was a tiler. And I said to him, hey, um, uh, can I can I get a job with you? And he was like, Yeah, if you come play rugby for my rugby club. <laughs> so uh, I ended up leaving, you know, um, my uh, my former rugby club, and went and uh, I went and worked with him. And uh, it was one of some of the best years of my life, you know, working with my cousin. Uh, we used to have so much fun together. And uh, he said, You know, you'd make a great Tyler if you were any good at tiling, <laughs> because uh, we used to get along so well. But I was so bad at tiling. I remember um, this one time I. Um, there was so there was all these pipes against the wall, and I was uh, supposed to cut these tiles around the um, uh, the pipes. Um, and there was also a, a light bulb, like a um, fluorescent light bulb, uh, that was leaning against the wall. And I th- I thought it was a pipe, so I cut around oh, the fluorescent light bulb. Just been temporarily leaning <laughs> yeah, against the wall. Sort of thing. Against the wall. And uh, Josh, that's I, I come, uh, my cousin comes back through. I said, "Look, man, I cut it perfectly. Everything's perfect." And he was like, he looks at it. And he goes, man, it's awesome. And then he looks at me, says a few swear words, and he goes, that's a light bulb. And he reaches across, pulls out the light bulb, and uh, you know that's where I kind of got my uh, rep for you know being a good guy that he loved working with, um, but at the same time, no good at tiling. And uh, from there, ended up moving to Auckland, a big bad Auckland. So I'm a country boy, moved to Auckland, did some music stuff up here, you know, some musical performance stuff, um, and uh, was also tiling. Um, I wanted to get into. Uh, into uh, sales at that point. So I decided that I would um, leave um, tiling and get into sales. And then uh, one thing kind of led to another, and a builder said to me, hey, why don't you uh, start up your own business, your your tiling business, and uh, 
and he gave me some really good advice and just helped me kind of get started, gave me a few jobs, and uh, that's where I started running my tiling business. And then from the tiling business, so how know, did that work? If you, you know, if there were some challenges with your tiling, or was that? Oh, I got was that. You, you I, figured I you worked through that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a. Um, I think everyone can relate to this, that when you are, you know, working for somebody else and the consequences aren't on you really, you're getting paid, you know, on the hour, um, it, just sense, it just tends to be a, a, a lack of care. Um, even though it wasn't, I wasn't intentionally not caring, I just think I didn't really care that much. But then when I started my own tiling business, I became very passionate about making sure I put my, my uh, best foot forward. And uh, so I ran this business for... Um, you know, a couple of years, a few, several years. And uh, then I realized that I was really struggling with quoting. And that's where kind of the inception for, you know, software and, uh, and how they could work with my tiling business uh, came into play. I never thought we'd be a startup. I didn't even know what a startup was at that point. Uh, and I never thought we'd be, you know, doing something that like being a tech company sharing technology with others. I just was trying to solve a problem that was uh, that I was very intimate with. And so uh, that's kind of like the background to, you know. That's great. Now. That's great. Well, and that's usually how these things come about, isn't it? Yeah. Through, yeah. you know, having a problem and coming up with with something to you know, solve it so, so, so often. So where are you at now in – in the well, actually, what was the next stage? So, you know, you recognised, hey, there, there's an opportunity here. Technology, technology can help. Mm. Um, how did you figure out like what you thought technology could help with? Mm. And you know, a startup usually has, yeah, as as with any bus business, it's got you know, co- you need you need money, yeah. you need people. Yeah. And, and so on. You've got a co-founder, right? Yeah. So, what what were the next sort mm. of steps from? Hey, you know, let's let's uh, let's yeah. see what technology can do to help. To so basically, how it even came was we had a uh, so we had this guy who was doing SEO sales, and he came to our business and said, "My business then was called Auckland Tile Design," and he said, "Hey, uh, your you know Auckland Tile Design website doesn't track very well. Um, here's some websites we built for other companies." Um, and and these websites generate lots of good SEO and um, and uh, so I when I was looking at his website portfolio I saw this like um, this quoting tool but for another sector and uh, I said to him oh I've been thinking about that you know, could you create that for tiling and he said yes I mean there's obviously lots of complexities to it but we could do it now I was pretty cash positive at this time we um, we, we were running a successful business, had you know, a few workers, and uh, we were generating a bit of revenue you know, every year. And so I basically was on the verge of, do I go into property? And then this kind of came, and I mm. said, I want that. Mm. And I thought the opportunity was going to be that I would be able to quote jobs on the internet, and if it was successful, um, you know, I could end up sharing this uh, – Technology and a bigger business model uh, to basically um, kind of sell quotes to tilers. Mm. That's the way I was kind of thinking. Um, I never thought, you know, kind of the inception of like quotation. I never thought of that idea. Um, so, so it was more that you you would um, solve because, a problem for myself if it worked, but also yeah. help you know be be able to 
draw in because I noticed your um, domain name for your tiling business. And I don't know if it started out this way, yep. but it was tiling.co.nz, yeah. right? So from that SEO or search engine optimization perspective, quite good. Someone searching for tiling, mm. that that's you know part of the picture that's going to cost help me seventy there. bucks too. There you go. Cost there me seventy go. bucks. How do, you, how do you get a domain name <laughs> right there for seventy dollars? I mean, it's funny because like people are going to listen to the story and they're going, "Man, this guy just got lucky like all the time." And it is truth to that, you know. Um, we uh, literally, um, I'm on the internet one day and just talking to the SEO guy. We're, we're looking at doing this new business with, with technology. We haven't got it up and running yet. And I just think, what about a new domain? How long like, ago was this? would have been about uh, two and a, and a half-ish years ago. Okay, so not that long. Not that long ago. So we, um, time right, where you think, okay, uh, uh, Let's see if that domain is around. And couldn't find it on GoDaddy and search engines like that. But when I searched it on the internet, it came up with this like tonic.nz right at the, the top there. And then it would just had this PayPal window. And it just said 70 bucks. So you pay 70 bucks and you get the website. And to me, it just looks super suspicious. Like I was saying, oh, some, you know, <laughs> some guy's got some scam going. And I... I I've think. never heard of somebody who owns a domain name selling it for seventy dollars. Exactly, yeah. and so I just think it's a scam. And then I walked downstairs from my office, which is in Orake, and I, was, I walked downstairs into the showroom that was there, and I thought to myself, "Wait a second! If I'm sitting around a barbecue one day and a toddler tells me he bought that domain for seventy bucks, how angry am I going to be about that? That <laughs> I didn't jump at this. So I went upstairs and I thought, you know, seventy bucks, seventy bucks. Yeah. Let's sure. just pay it and let's see what happens. I pay the money, and uh, this guy rings me up and says, "Hey man, I've got to transfer the domain to you, uh, and it's all legit." And so I get the domain, and uh, that's when we launch tiling.co.nz. It has this uh, four-step system to get a quote, not just for your tiles, uh, but also for your tiling labour. So we were able to combine uh, these two together wow. and, and offer more convenience to our consumers. Right, right. But you had this thought at that stage that maybe people would come into that site and you would do some of the work in Auckland and have some, you know, if you got the, the quoting software, yeah. that, that maybe people would, would come in and contract to you or whatever you'd be able to dish work out exactly around the country. the business model, yeah. And uh, I mean, there is still, you know, just loads of potential of, of the business being like that. Um, but then it was actually my cousin, uh, his name's Sione, he was um, in the army, and uh, he's just got a mind that, uh, he works on like intelligence, right, in the army, and uh, sets up missions, things like that. And uh, he was really instrumental for me, because he, um, he he kind of said, oh, what about if it could be like a white-labeled software? What if it could be like this? And he offered me all these suggestions, and we would talk late into the night about these things. And uh, because he had... You know, he's working in intelligence in the in the army. He has more exposure to technology, and and uh, and also he likes kind of investing in different little, little bits and pieces. And so I think he's done his D on D and D on a few companies, and kind of saw an opportunity that we kind of had in a sector which had you know, very little in- innovation. And so um, he's done his what on those companies? Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> the, the uh, due diligence. You know, where he kind of just looks at a company and and uh, asks himself if this is a good investment for his business. Yeah. And so I think as he kind of looked into the background on these businesses, he um, he he learnt and uh, he uh, empowered me with that knowledge. And so then we had this idea, like, okay, 
what if we did share this with Tyler's? You know, what if we shared this with them? What could this look like? And I and I I much rather like you know what I was thinking. I was like, I much rather do that because then it empowers other tradesmen. Like it empowers guys like me who are like spending tons of time quoting. And the bigger your business gets, the more quoting you're doing. And so. And it's probably the thing you don't you don't enjoy, right? Because you're actually not doing you, yeah. you know you're not doing you're not doing your trade. You're you know back doing all this sort of admin oh, yes. and you're spending like you know a, an average quote takes you three hours a time, and you're doing three quotes a week if you're just working for yourself. So imagine if you got five guys, what their job's like. It's a full time job just quoting, and so. Um, you know, for me, um, the opportunity with the software was allowing me not to have to travel to these guys' houses. And imagine this too, like the average Tyler quotes three jobs a week and gets one of them. So six hours of his time is just to hear no. And uh, for me, um, you know, I, I wanted to solve that problem for my business and and we managed to, we had to solve it. And then it was, okay, then what's the business model? Yeah. So okay, so you you want to you know build this company, build this software. <laughs> who did, who and what did you need to be able to get to get yeah. going? So I, I guess in a lot of ways, our prototype was Tylenol.co.nz. You know, um, the software company, uh, this 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 web company, right? That that came to me with the SEO um, you know problem. Yeah, yeah. They ended up building the software. They, they had some developers in, in India. Mm. They um, developed the software. It worked really well. We were able to make sales on tiles. We were able to automate the quoting process. In the first two months, we made three hundred seventy thousand dollars of revenue. Like, that is unheard of, you know. Um, in our sector, <laughs> you know, just to launch something and then make that much money off just of just uh, sharing convenience with your consumers. Yeah. But I think consumers were thinking to themselves, you know, I have to spend five days getting a quote right now if I'm lucky. Yeah, I might ring up five dollars a day and none of them come around. Yeah. You know, and so for them, the, the convenience was not just that, but then add the tiles as well. Well, I can go into one service and in five minutes I can achieve what would usually take me five days. And so I think uh, there was massive um, you know, value to the consumer. So uh, how, hard, how hard was it if, you know, Tyler's usually having to go out on site to quote mm-hmm. and, you, you know, maybe you've got to go and find tiles and, you know, there's obviously a few, a few pieces yeah. to that, yeah. quite a bit of time. How hard was it to come up with a solution that would allow you to actually do that without yeah. visiting? And Very hard. once people figure that out, can't they just do that themselves anyway? Yeah, it's very hard. You know, there's a, uh, you know, the secret source of our business is not so much, you know, the fact that we're using technology. It's it's how we're using it. And it's also the um, the algorithm that's in the background. Um, my father, he um, works uh, now, he's not, he's not a police officer anymore. He works in the Ministry of Health as an investigator. And so one of his mates that, that works with him um, writes a lot of the uh, algorithms for like wins and for other other government departments. And so he, um, you know, my dad said, I'll get my mate to come and help you out. And wow. so we basically got on the spreadsheet and we he basically took what was in my mind with quoting and put it into a spreadsheet. I then played around with it, got it more accurate. He told me he helped me understand how all these algorithms kind of work and and. Uh, yeah, so it's a few barbecues, a few beers with this guy, and we ended up um, 
yeah, creating this uh, algorithm. And then the software developers created like a front end, which is like a where, where you kind of interact with it, where the consumers would interact with our, um, you know, with our spreadsheet in a way. And what it allowed is that a consumer come online, they choose the area, they put their measurements in, they then choose a tile, share their personal details, and it like right at that moment, wow, they so, can get a quote into the email box. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. And would that be pretty much fixed if they'd given the accurate measurements yep. sort of thing? Yeah. One of the things that we heard, you know, uh, um, one, when we're doing our investment round, but also one of the things that we thought ourselves is, you know, what if someone puts in the wrong measurements? Now, in the first two months, right, $370,000, we had, we had 120 quotes submitted and we had 43 accepted. Now, out of those 43 that were accepted, there was one person that put their measurements wrong. It was a, um, a very lovely lady who put in four square meters, but it was actually like 4.3, right? Now, usually what would happen is a tradesman would go like this, <laughs> lick their finger, put it up to the ear, and just make up a price. Yeah, yeah. But for us, we were able to have a level of transparency that was never kind of available before. And, and I think the customers felt more safe and uh, more empowered that they were getting um, a good deal. And then I was feeling like I was not ripping them off. And they could see for the very for the for themselves. So we just go into the system, plug in the right numbers, and that would be the price. So it was a, a level of transparency that yeah. never existed before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you had this sort of you know base tool that was working for you. <laughs> we took from there. So um, we we have this tool. It's working really well. I um, I mean, I'm feeling very out of my depth. I think at this point. I was thinking, like, man, where am I? Um, what am I going to be able to do with this? And uh, I had my cousin in my ear giving me ideas. And then I saw this advertisement uh, for um, Tipuni Kokiri to go to a night class. So I go to the night class. Um, we do the six week course where even my wife, she comes along. We all just go along to learn. And some of the stuff was pretty, you know, what basic. Was it was a night, a business night course. Yeah, okay. At Te Puni Kōkiri. So Te Puni Kōkiri is like um, the Māori business innovation type, um, you know, service. They do, a, they, do a, they do a range of things. But um, we engaged with them on this business night course, and it was awesome. Uh, we learned tons of people. We learned tons of things, and we also were connected to people that were interested in business and also some of the tutors there uh, were really interested in what we were doing with Honolulu NZ. Uh, a guy called Hits Hudson who's from um, Findex. He also runs the Fadaki Network which is a Māori business network. He's super awesome, you know, um, and he kind of says to us, have you guys ever thought about white labelling this? You know, have you thought about, and white labelling is like, you know, giving someone software that they can kind of Personalized their own business, and it looks like it's their yep. software. So as well, so this, so what is tiling NZ could also yeah. be Canterbury Tiling, and yes, you know Timaru Tiling and Dargaville yeah. Tiling Service, or what, whatever you wanted it to be. Exactly right. And he kind of just talks about you know that more in depth. And so I've got my cousin saying those things. I've got Hitsa Hudson, you know, also saying um, some really awesome things. And so we're like, okay. Um, we put in a few grant applications to, to CBK. Uh, we also we get connected to Aid who help us um, get connected with Callahan Innovation, and that's kind of like where we first interact with what it could possibly be, um, uh, you know, at a global scale. 
they really kind of um, helped us realise that. I think at that point it was like, so we can add all this value to these businesses. They can um, save a bunch of time on their quotes. They can make money on tiles. They can, so, you know, I'm talking about my fellow tile brothers. But then also we can add, uh, we can build this global business. And I, and I um, get excited about it. And so I think that's when we kind of were like, me and Jerome. So Jerome had, um, who's my co-founder, Jerome um, came from England. He was teaching over in England. And he came to New Zealand and he said, hey, Josh, I know you're running a tiling business. I wouldn't mind doing something different. And so I said, yeah, sure, come come work with me. Now, in my mind, I, I think he's just going to do office work because, uh, let's be honest, those uh, teacher hands aren't really made for, for tiling. <laughs> and... Uh, and he gets to New Zealand. He's thinking he's going to be doing tiling, and uh, he ends up, you know, uh, understanding like what I'm doing here. And he's like, "Whoa, you're doing all this? Like, yeah, man, I'm going to go for it." And so I tell him, "I'm going to go for this opportunity, and uh, if he wants to come along for the ride." And so yeah, me and him partner up, and uh, we start to investigate one like, "What is this? How do you run this?" Um, you got to think. Think at this point, I am a guy that pumped petrol wrong into cars. I had I, uh, I haystacked, and I painted and I tiled, and I sung songs to people at weddings. Uh, no experience in technology, you know, feeling way out of my depth. Imposter syndrome, yeah, <laughs> you know, completely. Which probably, you know, most founders are going to feel, totally. you know, most of us end up outside of our comfort zone, yeah. right, in one, in one area or another. Yeah. Um, and in and retrospect, you know, I now look back and I, I think that's, you know, by having that feeling, and you know, you can either get just consumed by it and taken down. But for me, it was like, okay, let's get learning. Yeah, and we made a ton of mistakes. Um, we we kind of were like, okay, well, this tech this, this tech company built you know this MVP or the uh, most viable product. Um, minimum minimum viable, viable product, product right. is the term, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. So you approached somebody to help you with that. So well, we just thought this company had already done that with you know uh, oh, the, web, the web the web company. Yeah, and so right. we thought, okay, well, they can do. They right. can do uh, the next step. Right. We get to the next step, and uh, we're three months later. You know, we're three months outside the time they said they're going to get it done, uh, and we are really lost. It's costing us money. Um, you're, you're, we, you weren't on a fixed sort of pricing. You're paying. Well, we for were. The time. We were, but it's that time that was really costing us. And although we had all these stipulations, like you know, if you go overtime, you're going to be charged. All these things that pretty hard to go and get the company that's over in India, right? And, uh, and you know, what we were able to do is we were able to build a product, somewhat of a product, and um, and we were thinking, okay, well, this, we're going to launch with this product. And even though we knew it wasn't perfect, we thought we could probably launch with it. Then what happened was uh, we uh, – I get a call, and it's from – uh, Corkity. So not Tipuni Corkity. Now we're just talking about Corkity. And it's the Corkity Accelerator. And uh, a lady there, Sarah, gave me a call and said, hey, uh, your business, we saw it on scale up and I think it'd be a perfect addition to like what we're doing here. Would you 
would you mind submitting like a video and a bit of information about your business and and uh, put an application in? And so I apply. We um, then get accepted to go down there and, and uh, pitch to get in. And uh, in all honesty, I didn't want to do it. You know, I, I did. Um, I, at this point, I had been, we had been so hurt by, you know, the government agencies we had engaged with, the Pune Kokuri, you know, we had been hurt by Callahan Innovation, that when they called, I just thought, waste my time. Yeah, just thought it was a waste my time. Right, because yeah, you were telling me the other day you spent about yeah three months working with yeah with, with Callahan and you kind yeah. of got uh, you well you ended up in completely sort of the wrong the wrong direction a lot of wasted time and which cost ultimately costs you money right yeah it does yeah, yeah. you know um, like push pause on the story here like Callahan Innovation I'm sure there's a ton of success stories that have come from it but for someone like myself uh, when I started out in my business and we were starting to think about technology like I didn't even know who they are and if you look at their name Callahan Innovation like how are you to <laughs> how are you to know who they are and what they do you know I know Sir Sir Paul Callahan was the man and all the rest of it but we don't name you know New Zealand rugby after Jonah you know we don't do that we don't call it Jonah <laughs> Jonah Romero Rugby or Richie McCaw Rugby. We just call it um, New Zealand Rugby. What it is. And right. if you go down the street right now, you know, there's very few people that will know who Callahan Innovation and what they do. And the interesting, interesting thing that they need to like kind of realise is that there are tons of people that are coming from all types of sectors who are solving problems with technology. And these, these problems are not just being experienced by them, by tons of other people. And the ability to build global businesses from them is massive. And so, you know, people knowing who you are and what you do at Callahan Innovation is super important because uh, for me, I had no idea who they were and what they did. And when we went to, when we went to them, uh, they wouldn't back pay us for, you know, the innovation that we had done and successful innovation because we had $370,000 of revenue to prove it, you know, in two months. Well, surely you had enough money, you wouldn't have need any handouts. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, they give handouts to tons of businesses, like even Zero got $400,000 last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, it's not about tons of money, it's about having being able to have, um, for everyone to be able to know and, and have access. And, uh, you know, knowledge is access in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, like you look at look at how technology has evolved and it's becoming like situations where you don't have to know how to code, you don't have to know all that stuff and you can run a business. Example, right here. And I should know who they are before I need to even think about them. And, uh, you know, with social media and with things like that, there's tons of opportunities for these people to get get out in front of businesses, get out in front of people and, and have them know who they are. And so if they want to have a stink name, like at least have an awesome social media campaign. Let people know who you are. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Take that, Kelly. I'm sure. Some, I'm sure someone, <laughs> someone's listening to the uh, to the feedback. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, and I've given the, them the, the multi million dollar rebrand exercises necessarily on <laughs> on the cards for them, Josh. But uh, hey, we're, you know. We, 
you just never know, right? And it's good yeah. to be able to. It's you know, it's, it's good to be able to, you know, just tell your story. And but there's uh, only tons you of ideas. How, that, how these things. Fly there's going to be tons of ideas going to come from all different sectors, and. Uh, you know, if you're not going to back pay, at least get at the front of everyone's mind about who you are. You know, because if I go do innovation, like in my, in my office building, right, I have myself, we have this we have this little office, and there's an office next door. This guy has received $800,000 of Callahan Innovation money and has failed. He just got another 1.2 from them. You know, I, it's, it's, it just seems like if you know the right boxes to tick – connected to the right people in there, you can get money and, you know, create opportunity for your business and for your whānau. But if you're not connected and you don't know who they are and you don't know what they do, when you go and do successful innovation like what we did, they don't pack, they back pay you, but they rather pay ahead to the loser that loses all the money. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just think there's room, you know, room to grow there. And there's those two points, right? Back pay, if you're not going to do that, then get ahead of everyone and make sure that they know who you are because problems are going to be solved from numpties like me. <laughs> yeah, well, look, and, and that's the thing is, um, you know, government in some in some areas probably is, you know, much more focused maybe maybe than what they, they need to be, right? Because mm. innovation can can really come from anywhere. Oh, yeah. And as a country, we we need to be a country um, that innovates, that, that builds new things that we sell, yeah. you know, out to a global audience. Yeah. And we've got to be doing everything we can to, and think to, of it this way to too. facilitate that. You know, we have a lot of exports that come from this country. We take natural things and we take them overseas. And, you know, uh, when people go to go go try to dive for some crayfish, it's extremely hard sometimes. When it never used to be that way because we're exporting all this stuff to China. The cool thing about um, technology is you get to export value, right, and get to take from other economies without depleting any of your natural resources. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's an awesome... Yep. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly look for uh, for a, you know, a, a chance to... Uh, um, have Callahan, you know, involved in, in a future episode for sure, and and you know, look, there's op- there's there's opportunities, right? We do need to keep, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you know, getting out there the information around you know where people go to and who they go to for help, mm. and that's part of what this show is is about uh, is is learning these things and sharing the knowledge around because you know I believe that. What I would call the futurist mindset, that forward-looking mindset, um, is for all New Zealanders. We should, yeah. we should we should all be able to dream and innovate and come up with ideas. And you know, we need the systems and the support around us that we can draw on so that we can move forward as a as a country. Yeah, um, and that you know, that's the futurist hat that I you know that I, I wear when I'm public speaking. Um, but you know, I firm I firmly believe it. And so yeah. um, this is great. Great to hear those insights. So um so, so Clive Callahan yeah, Innovation. So what, what was sort of yeah, what was the next step from from there? Yeah. So Corkity, you know, comes I drag my feet. Um, I um, I don't want to do it. Jerome though, um, you know, and my mum, who was actually helping us out at that time. Thanks, mum. Uh, yeah, we all need great mums, eh? Like, yeah, I think about it, you know, our journey has been lucky, but has been well supported by whānau, uh, by my mum and dad. And I look back through all my family, even my cousin, right? It's like, uh, um, 
you know, we don't live uh, alone, you know. Uh, having people, people like my mum and my father um, support us has been awesome. So they give us direction. Jerome and my mum said, no, we should do it. And I kind of get outvoted, right? So we I go love down. It. I yeah, love it. <laughs> we go down. Outvoted on your own business, <laughs> your own startup. Still, there's a first board meeting. Um, we get outvoted and we go. Um, and I drag my feet there. We pitch. We get in. Uh, we meet all these other awesome multi startups. We meet the team there, and uh, just amazing, you know. Um, and for the first time, I felt like I was, I was getting some knowledge about what I'm doing and uh, how to do it properly. And, um, yeah, it was like doing an apprenticeship again. You know, I did it in tiling, and then it was nice to be able to do, like, a tech apprenticeship. Where, where was that based? Based in Waikato. The awesome thing about it, though, I mean, one of the awesome, like, kind of silver linings of, uh, of COVID was that we, so this is in March last year, well, maybe April. March 2020. Yeah. And um, we go into lockdown, and they said we're going to do the, the the course, you know, virtually. And so we had a few moments to kind of remember that timeline back then where we kind of went into heavy lockdown, came out of it. We had some times we could actually uh, get, you know, kanohi to kanohi, face to face, and um, and have some have some uh, get-togethers. And that was awesome. Um, and then, uh, but the majority of our course was, was over Zoom. Yeah. And it was awesome. Um, we attended every... Um, you know, every lesson, every Zoom call, we uh, took notes, we learnt, uh, we took opportunities. Because, uh, you know, you have these people that will come on the call who you never would ever meet in real life. And uh, to be connected with them and to learn from them was uh, very, very empowering and awesome for us. And so... What did it What did it cost you to participate? What was the you know, what what, did, what does that side of it look like? So you know, a normal accelerator, right? They take a percentage of your business. They might give you a bit of cash. Um, they gave us ten thousand um, dollars of grant money from Callahan Innovation. So you know, kudos to Callahan Innovation uh, supporting the course. They gave us ten thousand dollars cash, and um, and a whole lot of knowledge, and it cost us nothing. They don't own any percentage of my business. Uh, you know, they just supported us. Yeah, fucker for knowing a tonga. That's what it is. And they, uh, yeah, I, honestly, it was an incredible. It, we were not here if it's if we don't go there. Yeah, I'm so not. I'm not on this podcast if we don't go there. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there are so there are so many. When you look back at the story, and we're very still very early stage in the, yeah. in the startup, right? But there are so many points. You know, people that have come along, yeah, um, you Getting know, ideas and suggestions, yeah, yeah, cousin talking to me, right, yeah, all of those things. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have actually got to this this point yeah. uh, if any of those things hadn't hadn't happened. I mean, some of them maybe there's an alternative that would have you know kept things moving uh, in one way or another, but. It's really interesting, isn't it? There's a there's a lot of things that actually have to fall into place yeah. um, to to pull together a, a know, startup and to keep it operating. It, it is, it is like that. And I think um, there was you know, the one characteristic that I've had that has helped us is I've been fearless. You know, um, we just you know, I take opportunity uh, if it's there, and I um, will shoot my shot. You know, I uh, if I have a pitch. And it's, and I have multiple pitches, and this one's more conservative, and this one's more risky. I'm gonna take the risky one. I'm gonna shoot my shot, 
And uh, I think even when it came down to like, um, you know, this whole startup journey that helped, you know, um, Jerome, he's a bit more conservative um, and I'm a bit more like risk taker. And, and the reason, you know, it's funny, the reason why I'm that way was when I started my business or when I was going to go into sales and that builder talked to me, he said to me, Josh, I've, I've lost everything at one point. Before, I was around your age, I was you know, 26-ish, and I lost everything. Um, I had uh, gambled all my money away, and I had um, had nothing. And he now runs a business that's quite big. You know, multiple staff, and very big business. And he was saying to me, like, the thing is, I was betting on the wrong thing. What I should have betted on is myself. He said, you know, the reason why is that if I bet on myself, it's like playing Russian roulette, but you kind of gamble, right? But then you get to like, while while the game is playing out, you can color in the roulette table black. You can start, you get your marker out and color it in. And how you do that is by your hard work. So your hard work changes the odds. And that was a really empowering thing for me because it was like, so I can gamble on myself. My hard work changes my odds. And I just had that in me to just like gamble, to just take my shot. Don't hold back. There's no loss. And, and so far in our journey, I haven't seen a loss from like just going for it. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's great. And there's a reality here, Josh, where yeah. you and I both know, we've talked about this, yeah. that with startups, they don't all – they don't all succeed, right? Yeah. Um, but even if it doesn't succeed, actually, all the learnings and you know those bits and pieces yeah. um, become valuable because you know you said it you said it to me before that you know hey you you don't have complete control and I can't remember your words on yeah. it but you know you don't you, you don't you know you're not a hundred percent sure yeah. um, you know how things are going to are going to turn out but no. obviously you're there filling in those squares and working hard and, yeah. and working really hard to to get a great outcome and the thing awesome. is one of the things that's really awesome um, is that. Like, we live in New Zealand, okay? And if I fail in my business, do they cut my legs off? Do they send me to Antarctica? Am I, uh, does my wife just divorce me? No. No, like, I, I'm still have a, I still have a daughter. I'm still married. I, uh, I still live in the greatest country in the world. And I still have my two arms and my two legs. It's okay. It's okay to fail. Um, for me, I, I've made peace that if I fail, I fail. But I'm going to do everything in my power to win. That's the key, isn't it? That's the key. Yeah. 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 You, you're going to, yep. But it, gonna, I think it allows you to be more bold and to take your shots. Yeah. 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 You, you're going to do everything you can to succeed. It's great. So, um, Corkity. Yeah, so for, so from there, you, you hadn't had to give anything away. What did your shareholding look like at, at this stage? You've, yep. you obviously, because you set up a legal entity. Yeah, um, that was really who, good too. You know, one of the things that we learned in the course is around um, is around you know, how cap tables should look, what's attractive, and we had um, what, what are cap tables for those that aren't yeah. You know, it's basically like you know Josh owns ten percent and Bill owns five percent. Um, and so what we were able to do is able to learn how to structure that to be attractive for, you know, investment. And at that point, we weren't super keen on getting investment. Um, we had some really awesome, um, you know, we had investors come on there and 
you know, Rob, who's actually our um, our lead investor, was, was our lead investor in our pre-seed round, Rob Vickery um, from Hillference. He actually came onto the course and uh, was giving some really helpful advice. Um, so what happened was we are learning about the cap tables. I then ended up... Uh, uh, we kind of sort it out internally for our team, how it's going to all work, who's going to have what. We sort that all out, and uh, and then we start looking at uh, what our next steps are. And even though we weren't looking at investment, uh, we were having all these awesome conversations with Rob, and um, and it kind of led to, you know, after a few this and that's, we ends up leading to him being our lead investor. So we that's what I'm saying. Like, we would not have... We would not be in this position if it wasn't for going to that Cookie Accelerator. Yeah, yeah. So being getting outvoted is good. And so <laughs> that that next stage of getting investment, uh-huh. you you talk to a few parties. <laughs> how did how did that look? You obviously had a connection with Rob. Yeah, um, no doubt there there were there were one or or more uh, you know others that you uh, that yeah. you spoke to or, or, or looked at. Interesting thing. So uh, you know. Maybe push pause and we talk about investment for a while. I um before we went to the Corkley Accelerator, we um, went to uh, Flying Kiwi Angels. They run these ADI clinics, and uh, we had what clinics? It's called uh, ADI clinics. I don't even know what it stands okay. for. Sorry, okay. no, no, no. Just <laughs> you know me. Uh, I always like to get rid of the yeah, acronyms and, yeah, and, yeah. and find out. And sometimes I know that I know the answer, but just to break it down, what is? That, do you know what it means? I, but I, I don't know what that uh, is. Yeah. We'll have to ask them, but. Uh, they run these clinics where basically you come in and you pitch your idea and they kind of give you advice and, and maybe they actually want to invest in your business as well. Um, so I come into the we come into the room, we do our pitch. Uh, obviously, we are not informed with how tech companies run. We're not informed of how they grow. And so we say a lot of silly things in that, in that um, meeting. And they basically give us a bit of advice and say no. You know, they say, nah, it's probably not for us. You guys have achieved something pretty good with Tyler.co.nz. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where it stops, right? We then go to the accelerator. Uh, we, we learn a bunch of stuff. Uh, we then uh, meet Rob on the course, uh, have some really cool discussions. And, and Rob's going through an uh, uh, interesting stage then because he wasn't living in New Zealand at that point. He was actually living in, um, in L.A., and so I think for him it was like a, a real opportunity to like talk with some indigenous founders from Aotearoa, get a kind of feel for what was out there. And uh, you know he met us and he was just really impressed with our our simple solution for um, a problem that has really existed since the beginning of time. You know, um, and uh, and he kind of saw the you know the blue ocean that we were in, which is really kind of uh, alluding to the fact that you know there's no one else doing what we're doing, and. Uh, and so he decided to become our um, our lead investor. Um, we then go back to the Flying Kiwi Angels, um, and uh, they decide to uh, invest in us this time. So, you know, go before, they say no, we come back with a much better plan, um, and a lead investor, they're on board. And we then go and pitch at a few other um, events, uh, so what happens typically is they'll have these angel nights. Angel investors are basically a high net worth individuals that belong to a club of investors and they'll hear a pitch from an entrepreneur and they will collectively um, you know, make their, uh, make their investments and yeah, so the, the club will invest on their behalf. Yep. 
And uh, it was very awesome, you know. Um, and it really, you know, one of the things that, that helped us uh, when we were going around and pitching was, um, one, shoot your shot, right? Be bold. Uh, but the other thing was getting a better understanding of your business. That's what it helped you do because you're going to get asked tough questions, you know, from people who have been there and done that. Uh, who is, you know, your CTO? Uh, how is your tech stack? Um, you know, how you, how, do you, how you plan to do your tech stack? Tons of questions like that. Which did you get a lot? Were you well, how well prepped were you? Very well that? prepped. Yeah. Yeah. So right. how did who helped you with with getting your head around what those things were you were going to be asked? Corporate accelerator. Yeah. 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 Like I, I uh, and there's there were a bunch of people on that accelerator who are experts in their field, right? And they come in and they help you. Um, I can't I can't talk up that course enough. You know, it was uh, the number one thing that. Uh, I would I would attribute our success to, yeah, the the Kukuri accelerator. Without them, we don't we don't pitch to investors. We don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, I mean you should have heard ideas before. That's, that, that's high praise. <laughs> ideas, ideas before going to the Kukuri accelerator was, you know, in two months' time we'll be in America. <laughs> in two months' time. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I just, the Corgi Accelerator has put so much like uh, structure around us, you know, helping us understand, like doing doing stuff like validation interviews. I had such a um, arrogant perspective to that. I just thought, you know, a perspective to that. I just thought, nah, I don't need to. Um, we don't need to do uh, validation interviews. I am a Tyler. I understand the problem. But when we went and talked to Tylers, and we, we understood the problem even better. Yeah. And, and you've got to get those different perspectives too, right? Yeah. Because you might think that, yeah, you completely know that space and then you talk to somebody else mm-hmm. and their perspective, I, I imagine, is it's yeah. going to be at least slightly different from yours. Yeah. And then, you know, in, the same, in that same you know, kind of stroke, getting perspectives on how to do tech stacks, getting perspectives on how to do – you know, um, so you're talking about tables. deciding on the underlying technologies yeah. that, that you were gonna you were gonna go with, right? Because yeah. that's a really strategic decision. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, the the, the chat that we've had, uh, you know, recently with Mark Rees, chief technology officer at Zero. Yeah. He was telling us how he's just spent three years making yeah. a change to the underlying you know, te- technology framework of Zero. Three yeah. three years yeah. of their of their yeah. history. Uh, as a business to make that change, so you know, that that's something you want to spend a, a bit of time on because yeah. the, the the impact and not that you can always get these things right all the time yeah. or get the the perfect result, but you want to you want to make your your best bet mm. and uh, you know hope you know hopefully you you get the the right advice and the right yeah. uh, things and you make a good decision that you're not going to have to turn around and uh, rip everything apart and uh, totally. You know, re, re, as a as a say, sort of you know, rebuild your airplane while it's flying and so on. Yeah, um, which and, is rather challenging. And at the same time, you know, hiring good people so that if you do have to rebuild certain things, it's possible. You know, like having Mark on your team. I mean, it's a pretty hard job if you don't have Mark on your team, right? And uh, and with us, we've got some we've got some awesome bright um, individuals. We have uh, we have Sophia Willows who. Um, you know, there's a massive reason why we were able to go to investors with our backup and say, you know, we've got Sophia. We have Tana Isaac. He's our um, our VCTO. I mean, even this is going to blow you away. So my cousin is our VCTO. He was the um, 
the CTO of Parch Trader, which was, uh, you know, they've raised tons of money. They're all over the world, uh, and they basically work in the mechanic type uh, work, uh, you know, sourcing parts. Here's my cousin. So he's, he's, he's your virtual chief technology officer who's yeah. there to, uh, but, you know, be fulfil that role. Yeah. Even though obviously not something that you need and probably you know even necessarily want to spend on having someone full time for where you yeah. are at the, at the stage in the in the startup. So, so we get that kind of quality guy. Yeah. And it's my cousin. I mean, I used to play rugby with this guy. And I remember he he's he a sit across the room from me, and uh, you know in the changing room we can change stuff. And uh, I'll be like, "Hey, cuz, uh, you know what have you been doing?" He's like, "Oh, I've been doing you know um, this this this." He's talking about his technology, and I'm just boring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the next 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 question, you know, it's the uh, most boring thing to me. And yeah. uh, then and then one day I remember actually we were. He was leaving to Chicago. He's going to go and work over there. And I was like, what is it you do again? He told me. I was like, oh, boring. Because you know, this is boring to me. And then when we started our tech business, I was like, what is it you do again? Suddenly it wasn't so boring. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, like, you look at our story from beginning to the end. We are not here without our whanau. And we are not here with a few things going our way. You know, it's uh, – and we have a massive opportunity because – you know, of my whānau, and uh, that's why at the beginning, and I still my people, I was getting a bit emotional when I talked about Nana. Yeah. Because uh, it's, 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 it is um, a really cool story. Yeah. So here we are, we're April 2021, Josh. Mm-hmm. Quotimation mm-hmm. is the business. Yeah. It's an early stage startup, really, at, the, at this stage. Mm-hmm. What what do you see the picture looking like? I'm just looking online. I see that uh, between you and your uh, your co-founder, you own eighty something percent of the yep. business. So you've got investors that have come in and, and taken their slice, but you're probably going to need some more investment. Yeah. Um, so you got you got that stage. You've raised was it five hundred thousand? Yeah. Already. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people that believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And they've, you know, they they've put in a lot of money on the basis this is going to end up being yeah. quite a quite a sizable business, yeah, right? Yeah. They're they're betting on you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure your your family are uh, certainly mm. hoping this thing heads in the right <laughs> direction. Um, yeah. So so we how how do you sort of see that playing out from uh, from from this point? Yeah. And. What is what do you think is expected of you well, one, from yeah, the outside parties? First of all, our investors are awesome. You know, um, from Rob being our lead investor all the way to you know flying Kiwi Angels. Uh, uh, you know, even uh, we we had uh, um, we invested a ton of angel groups in, in New Zealand. Um, we've had um, a ton of help from these people too. You yeah. know, their money is one thing, but Good. when you look at um, their help that is equally valuable you know um, Rob comes from ex- some experience uh, with, with uh, the trades industry in England uh, we have people who are connected to trades people and just having those relationships is uh, super super in, in, important for us at this stage um, also these guys that are investing in our business have also built businesses and so to have their input is you know very very valuable so um, now we want to prove them right. You know, we want to we want to add value to these businesses. 
you know, I um, I know what it's like to be a Tyler, and uh, I know what it's like uh, to encounter the problem of quitting. But I also know the feeling of what I felt when I was driving home from the office and I didn't have to go do four quotes that night. When I looked into my weekend, I didn't have to do two quotes in the weekend or something. Pretty, probably pretty easy for you to sell this to any Tyler, right, that has, that well, has to deal with that right now because you've got that, you've got that emotional connection to yeah. what is the upside to using technology to solve this problem. And this is one of the things I love about technology, Josh. You know, if we, if we use technology well, we're innovative, we use it for good things, then the, the impact – you know, improves people's you know their lives. So, you know, yeah. pr- improves the you know what the situation is like for their family. And when you improve what happens for a family, that flows onto the community. You know, it flows onto the country. Yeah. Um, so and it that's is why you want to get this stuff right because it's, it's it, it has a huge flow, oh, a huge impact. You know, even from not driving cars and um, just tons of you know uh, impacts that kind of uh, at the macro level. Very big. But I think one of the things that, you know, it is easy to sell to these tilers, um, but one, we don't want to sell crap. And two, they're trusting us with one of the most important things in their business, which is pricing. You know, uh, and we don't want, um, we don't want to uh, just sell a product. We want to add value. And so I think, you know, when I look at what we're trying to do, and try to prove our investors right, try to prove, you know, except for our final right. Uh, it's about adding value to these businesses. And if we fail to add value, we won't be here next year. If we can add value to these businesses and they stay on board with us, uh, then we can build a business that can help more people. And that's what we're trying to do here. That's great. Well, I really enjoyed this chat, Josh. I think there's going to be there's going to be a lot more to the story. Yeah, and that's so one of the cool things. So right? I want to ask you to come back. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that now. Um, and this is sort of win or lose, regardless. Well, yeah. you know, like yeah, you know, because there will there are things you're going to learn. Mm. And look, you know, I guess my um, you know my hope is, is very much that you know this is very very successful. And mm. you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of you know great in- yeah. indicators here and you will have heard it said you know that that investors and in, invest in people right yeah um it's it's you know the idea that that's all that's all part of it um but i'm talking to i'm talking to someone who's convincing convincing me you're the right sort of person to do the <laughs> job um and and you know the idea sounds really good yeah look I don't know all of the sort of fundamentals and numbers, and we, we you know, we did, haven't delved into any of that out, outside of this chat. Um, but those things are pretty encouraging. So I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to yeah. to hearing the next stage, um, hearing some of those hard stories because that, yeah. that's inevitably part of this. And yeah. you know, I know there've been challenge, challenges you've had already. As you know, we, we've covered a little bit of that off. Um, but you know, you've worked hard to, to learn and to fill in the gaps. And I, a key part of it is mindset and attitude. Isn't it that you know just that that willingness to go? Yeah. Well, I don't know this, so um, I'm going to you know find find out how to find out, and then yeah. you, then you, and you go and do it. So it's good. It's it's a balance of like caring and not caring, listening and not listening. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's interesting when you look at like someone like um, you know Ford, right, Henry Ford. You look at their business, and and he, what he said was, if I'd asked people. You know, what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. And, uh, you know, he obviously created the car and 
you know, look at what it is now. It's so popular. And I think uh, for us, you know, um, you've got to listen. Yep. But then you've also got to know when not to listen. It's a really difficult, you know, balance. Have, have you and, had some bad advice that you really had, had yeah. to work around? We've had bad advice for sure, you know. Kelly Innovation, you know. <laughs> no, um, we had some bad advice. Um, we, we, got, we, we got advice that, you know, be careful of investors in New Zealand. They're racist. And uh, that, it, that has not at all been our experience. Our experience is that investors are looking for companies that can add value. If they can add value, they can build a business. If they can build a business, uh, you know, that with technology here in Aotearoa in New Zealand, they could build a business globally. And um, so far, our experience has been, you know, um, that investors are not racist. Now, yeah. we've got some stories be. to yeah. tell. You know, yeah. we've, I have experienced racism in my life. Uh, it's ignorant not to think that, you know, those things exist. But, and there were things in our, in our, in our story, you know, uh, with investors, they're not perfect. Uh, we had uh, we had this Zoom call. Be careful, I say. Yeah. It wasn't. It was with a group of investors, and one of the investors asked me. <laughs> he said, "Josh, as a Maori, you know, as soon as someone asks you that uh, question, you know, that statement at the start, Josh, as a Maori, you know, oh no, here we go. As Josh, as a Maori, you guys often like to uh, take your time making decisions. You often." Uh, quite diplomatic in how you do it. You know, lots of advice and whatnot. And so what that results in is not a, not much hooey, or too much hooey and not enough dewey. <laughs> and, uh, how do you respond to that? <laughs> well, obviously I said to him, you know, I'm not going to get polarised by your perspective of my culture. But, you know, here's how we make decisions. And in our, in our business, how we make decisions is we use ice, which is impact, cost, and ease. So we ask ourselves, you know, should we do this? Well, here's the impact, here's the cost, here's the ease. We rank it and we make decisions. Um, but I'm not going to get polarised by you know your perspective of, of my culture. Uh, we just make decisions depending on if we've got lots of time, we'll, we'll take lots of time. If we uh, don't have much time, we'll make decisions quickly. Um, we also we try to build a team that is diverse in opinion, background, you know, and it allows us to have a, a, a better perspective of of, of a certain subject and uh, so that's you know what we're kind of trying to build in, in Quotimation and then um, obviously the so after we answered that question he asked another question that was very similar to that <laughs> see you know Josh has a Māori you know da, 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 da. and I said the same thing made it more clear like not going to get polarised by your perception of my culture and then answered the question and then after the meeting, uh, there was a lot of you know outspill, a ton of investors. They were on the call, very upset. I mean, that's enough, right, for you to see where New Zealand's at. People don't like that stuff. They don't like to see that stuff, and they were very supportive of us. They were very angry that, that it happened to us. I was angry. Went home. Jerome was angry. Went home. Talked to my wife. My wife. Slowly put my fist into it. <laughs> was down, and uh, she she talked me off for the cliff. Then we um, well, okay, how do we handle this? And and on this note, you know, people people make mistakes. You know, they say things that are wrong. But if we don't have a uh, a path for redemption, if we don't have a path for reconciliation. 
then uh, two wrongs don't make a right, you know. And uh, what I, what we wanted to do, what we came up, we came up with after talking to my wife, uh, was we want reconciliation. We want him to see that this was wrong. We want him to apologise, and then we want to move forward. And uh, so, from the next morning, I told him what happened. I told him, I told him, um, you know, hey, he said this. <laughs> and funny enough, this investor wanted to invest with us. That's why we had a Zoom call in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said this thing to him. I said, he said this. And, he, and he, he, as soon as he, as he said what he said, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so wrong. I can't believe. Uh, you know, he, he said, I was trying to actually, uh, I was trying to do a compliment and ask a hard question at the same time. <laughs> and it came mucked up. And I said to him, you know what? I'll take you at your word and uh, you apologise to everyone that was on that call and restore our mana because at the moment our mana is hurt and your mana is hurt because everyone thinks you're a racist and I don't think you I don't think you hate me so let's uh, let's get this thing rolling he apologised he even apologised publicly on LinkedIn and we got it sorted. And he is an investor in our business. He helps. He's help. He's helping us build our business. And we look forward to a long relationship with him. That would not have happened if we just got patus out and started snacking people and started getting angry. And so, uh, you know, for us, there's been this one little experience. But everywhere else, everyone has been really welcoming. They've been trying to, you know, I, and can I say one other thing on that call? It was interesting is that after we had people outraged, right? Rightly so. People upset. But then we also had this one, I remember this one call that I got the next day and this investor just talked shop with me. He just said, hey, Josh, uh, I like your idea, man. Uh, listen, uh, I've got a bunch of questions for you. Well, this, this, this. And you know what? And all the madness that was taken, out, taken around us, you know, people calling me angry, upset, want to do this, want to do that. It was nice just to shut up and talk shop. And that's what we're here to do. Get on with it. We're business. here. We're not here for to be a political group. We're not here for any of that. We are here to build a business. We're here to be. I am Māori, but I run a business. Business. I am Tukalauan, but I run a business. I have brown skin, but I run a business, and I'm here to build a business that changes people's lives and becomes one of New Zealand's biggest business businesses in the world because it adds tons of value to to our um, our constituents. That's all we're here to do. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, by the way, um, <laughs> because. We, you know, we need yeah. we need to hear these things, and we, you know, we need to hear hear perspectives, but also the grace in which you, you know, ultimately handled that 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 situation. Yeah. Um, because, look, all, you know, all of us are going to put put a, a foot wrong at some stage, one way or another. And don't buy the lies, you know. Like people, I mean, the people that said that, that these investors are racist. I'm not trying to be mean to them, but their business idea sucked. You know, that's the reason why they won't get investments. <laughs> I think, you know, investors at the core of them are racist. They like the color green. You know, they want to make money. <laughs> they want to make money. So if you're the type of person that's got an idea and they believe in your idea, they believe in your team, they believe that you guys can, they're going to give you money. And uh, for us, um, our investors believe in, believe in what we're doing. Excellent. Well, thank you so much Josh I'm going to look forward to the next iteration of this as I'm, as I'm sure uh, <laughs> Jeez, lis- listeners uh, will um, 
A huge thank you to our uh, show partners, uh, Vocus, HP, Spark, Vodafone, Gorilla Technology and Umbrella Connect uh, for being able to keep the New Zealand Tech Podcast uh, on the air and uh, streaming and you know out out for uh, people to listen to through their their podcast apps uh, and you know carrying uh, carrying all of the all of the costs of making this happen. So thank you guys. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And look, it, it's so good having companies that are behind you know the tech community, startup community, mm. innovation here in New Zealand and making these things possible. And you know, and I will say, there's all sorts of players. Um, you know, Callahan play their part. Um, yeah, they play. You know, Tapuna Kokiri, uh, the the um, Kokiri, yep. um, and 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 so many others. And you know, not everything's gonna gonna kind of work how we want it to. Um, but, all the time. but but you yeah. know, together, hopefully, we get we get some great outcomes. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure everyone will. And uh, through sharing sharing these stories, um, you know, we we move forward, right? And totally. uh, and we help others come along, um, and and you know, um, achieve their wins. So yeah. thanks for sharing. sharing thank you for insight. having me, Paul. It's been, it's awesome. been great, Josh. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having yeah. me, man. Appreciate it. Great. We now, actually met on Clubhouse. And, we, uh, we did, yeah. And Social audio platform, <laughs> which probably very few people will have will have heard of. Oh, a few listeners to the to the podcast because we, we've we've done a little bit through Clubhouse and awesome. and the the chat with Mark Rees from Zero Zero we did on Clubhouse as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's us now. People that are interested in some way in uh, quote emotion. Mm. What's the best way to get get in touch? Is it LinkedIn? Yeah. Is it your website? What, we're um, on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. It's a bit of a difficult one to spell, but it's K W O T I M A T I O N. And if you're, uh, we'll put a link. We'll put a link up on the NZ yeah. Tech Podcast site yeah. anyway, um, so so people can find your website and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, it's awesome. Excellent. Thank you, right. me, Paul. Well, all the best for the uh, for the next next stage. Yeah, we'll see you again soon, mate. Good stuff. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community. Proudly supported by Umbrella Connect.